Good morning and welcome. It's wonderful to have you join us this morning as we come together to give thanks to Almighty God, uh, to enter into His presence afresh together and to turn to Him. Mothering Sunday is a day traditionally, originally, whenever people gathered from all around the country from their place of work, whether it was a, a labor in the fields or whether it was a, a maid in one of the big houses, and they came back to their own town, their own area. It was an opportunity to see family, friends, and to go to their mother church that Sunday and to give thanks to the Lord for all of His goodness. And so in all of our different locations today, in all of our homes today, we turn together to the Lord as the family of God. We are brothers and sisters in Christ. And so we come as well to, to pray for our needs and for the needs of the whole world, which are so clear and acute at this present time. And we also pray that by the power of His Holy Spirit, we may serve Him and know the greatness of His love. Let's pray together. Almighty and everlasting God, you hate nothing that you have made. Lord, we thank you that you love every part of your creation, every country, every person. Lord, you love everything that you've made. And we pray we'd, you would forgive the sins of all those that are penitent, create in us new and contrite hearts. Father, we thank you that assurance is given to us through Jesus Christ. And so, Lord, we turn to you afresh in the brokenness of our situation. And we pray, Lord, that you would turn around the darkness into light. Lord, we acknowledge our brokenness. And we pray, Lord, that we would receive mercy and forgiveness and help and wholeness and strength through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. This morning we also conclude our series called Hearts on Fire, which is all about this morning practicing the presence of God, a continuation of our whole theme over these last weeks of prayer. And Mark's now going to speak to us as the children of the family of God just about how we do that, how we become increasingly aware of the presence of the Lord and train ourselves in living that way moment by moment and day by day. Thanks, Nigel. So boys and girls, I want you to think, have you ever been afraid or is there something that you're afraid of? You might wanna pause this video now and talk to your mom and dad or your family and say something that you're afraid of. For me, I'm afraid of the dark. I remember my mom taking me to the planetarium when I was really, really small and the lights went out and there was loads of really big noise and I got really scared. And from that point on, I've been afraid of the dark. And we're, we can be afraid of lots of things in our lives, but did you know in the Bible, it says, do not be afraid 365 times. That's once for every day of the year. And God wants to remind us not to be afraid. You know, the disciples were afraid once in Mark chapter four. They go on this big boat journey with Jesus and they're going on the boat and Jesus falls asleep. And suddenly it starts to rain a little bit. So all of you in your homes, I want you to get one finger on your hand and start doing this. It starts to rain just a little bit. 
and then two fingers, starts to rain a little bit more, and then three fingers, and then four fingers, and then everybody clapping, it starts to rain really, really badly, and it starts to get really windy, and really, the waves are really, really big, <clears throat> and the disciples get really, really scared. So they turn to Jesus and they wake him up and they say, Lord, Lord, why can't you save us? We're in a really, really big trouble here. And Jesus gets up and he says to the storm, be still, and it's still. And he says something really important. He says, have you had such little faith? Why were you afraid? God doesn't want us to be afraid because he is with us. He's promised us in his word that he will never leave us or forsake us. In Romans chapter 8, it says nothing can separate us from his love. So we don't need to be afraid, especially right now, because we can trust that God will be with us. Okay? So we can trust God because he is with us here now and forever. Let's pray together. Okay? Let's pray. Dear God, thank you so much that we can know you as our friend now and forever because of what Jesus did for us on the cross. Thank you that we don't need to be afraid because we know that you are with us through your Holy Spirit now and you will be with us forever in the hard times and in the good times. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And Nigel's now... Mark, thank you. So our reading is part of the final instructions of St. Paul's letter to the church in Thessalonica. So it's 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, beginning at verse 12. Now we ask you, brothers and sisters, to acknowledge those who work hard among you, who care for you in the Lord, and who admonish you. Hold them in the highest regard and love because of their work. Live in peace with each other. And we urge you, brothers and sisters, warn those who are idle and disruptive. Encourage the disheartened. Help the weak. Be patient with everyone. Make sure that nobody pays back wrong for wrong, but always strive to do what is good for each other and for everyone else. Rejoice always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Do not quench the Spirit. Do not treat prophecies with contempt, but test them all. Hold on to what is good. Reject every kind of evil. May God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. The one who calls you is faithful, and he will do it. Brothers and sisters, pray for us. Greet all God's people with a holy kiss, or more likely an elbow bump at the moment. I charge you before the Lord to have this letter read to all the brothers and sisters. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Now Mark's going to speak to us. Thank you, Nigel. Now, I don't know if you feel the irony of today. Today's Mothering Sunday, and as Nigel said, traditionally this was a day when we would return 
to our mother church and we would spend time with family and friends. And today we are in our different homes, not returning to our churches. But that does not mean that God is limited at all. It does not mean that God is not with us. Actually, God is with us wherever we are and his kingdom is not limited. As we read this passage, I really encourage you to maybe open it in front of you. Um, get Bibles out for kids and for um, everybody and we can follow this passage along together and we can all see what God is saying to us today. We're talking today about practicing the presence of God, knowing that God is with us. So I want to ask you a question, and you might want to pause the video again and talk to the people beside you. If you were absolutely and completely convinced that God was going to be with you in all circumstances, how would you live your life? What would you do differently? You see, in the Bible, it says that God will be with us no matter what. It says that his manifest presence in the Holy Spirit will be with us at all times. Let that sink in for a second. God will be with us. The God who created the sun and the moon and the stars, he has promised that he will be with you in all things. That is amazing. That has to have an impact on our lives. For me, I know I live regularly like God is not with me, but God is with me in everything. In these last few weeks, we've learned a lot about prayer and what it is to talk to God. And one of the things that we begin to understand when we recognize that God is with us in all things is we let him guide us and we let him lead us. Now, there's two ways that God will guide us through his general will. His general will is his commands in scripture, uh, things like love your neighbor, be kind and forgive others. But there's a specific will for our lives and we find that through reading the word as well, through reading the Bible, but also through listening to him, through listening to what he is saying to us in our, in our, um, in our own thoughts and our, in our, in our minds, but also listening to what he's saying to us through other people. Now, if we are obedient to those things and we do what God has asked us to do, we shouldn't necessarily expect the sky to open and God to say, well done, my good and faithful servant for doing what I've asked you to do. You know, sometimes we'll never see the result of the obedient, obedience that we've given to God. But that's not what we're being asked to do. We're at being asked to be obedient to God, not to see the results of it. I'll give you an example of this. One of the first evenings of prayer that I went to in Bangor Parish, um, I came in and we were doing a prayer walk. Stephen Wilson came up to me and said, I feel like um, I'm called to go to the train station tonight. I didn't feel called to go to the train station, but I did feel called to go with Stephen. So we walked together and we prayed at the, at the train station and someone came up to me and said, can I, can I use your phone? I want to make a phone call. Now I wouldn't advise this, but I gave the guy my phone and he made a phone call and we said, can, can we pray with you actually? Can we um, pray with you? Is there anything you'd like prayer for? And he said, he was just about to become a dad. So we had the opportunity to pray for this guy um, and sent him on his way. He didn't go with my phone. But we prayed with this guy, and if we hadn't been obedient, if Stephen hadn't been obedient in going to the train station, we never would have met that guy, and we never would have had the chance to pray for him. What things do you think God is asking you to do today? If, if you recognize the fact that God is with you today, wherever you are, in your living rooms, um, wherever you're watching it, on your iPad, on your, on your laptop, what is God asking you to do today? Well, the amazing thing is, is in this passage in, in Thessalonians, 
He's giving us some really specific things to do. So let's go through them briefly. Number one, thank those who work hard among you. Can you think of any practical examples of that today? Well, I can. NHS staff, staff in your supermarkets who are putting toilet rolls um, out, those who are working in the church to get these videos out to you and to put podcasts up and to give you more resources that you can use in this time. Thank those people. Number two, be at peace among yourselves. A lot of the time at Christmas time, when families are together, there's big fallouts. And now that we're brought together again, let's not let that be the case. Let's be more forgiving, more patient, people who practice God's presence with us. Can you remember when you were small and you might have had a fallout with your sister or your brother, and then your parent comes along and says, say sorry, make up, be friends again. Imagine if we remembered the fact that God is with us, would we do the same to those around us? Number three, admonish the idle, is what it says in the passage. This is not an opportunity to sit back and relax and say, well, I'm stuck in the house for a while, so I can't do anything. This is an opportunity to do lots of amazing things, and we're going to talk about that in a little second. Encourage the faint-hearted. There are so many in our town, in our parish, who are faint-hearted right now because of what's going on. There's a great opportunity for us to encourage each other and encourage those who are weak and faint-hearted at this time. Now, with the presence of God in us, we wouldn't hold back, but we would hold back harsh words. We wouldn't give in to revenge and giving evil for evil, um, like is in our, in our fifth point. Let's not be people who pay back evil for evil, but to overcome evil by doing good, like it says in Romans. Number six, what a challenge for us today. Rejoice always and continually give thanks to God for the things he is doing for us. Maybe even just turn off the video right now and talk to you, the people around you um, or even text someone who else is, watch, who, uh, who is watching this video as well and say something that you're really thankful for right now. We have so much to give thankful, thanks to God for. This is a really unique opportunity to spend time with God for one example. An opportunity that we might never get again. So let's use that. Number seven, pray continually. John Ortberg says the goal of prayer is not to try and set new records for how much we spend time in praying. The goal of prayer is to live all my life, speak all my words, and the joyful awareness of the presence of God. Yes, we continue in prayer knowing that God is constantly with us and that we can constantly have communion with him and that we can constantly speak to him. Number eight, it says, grieve the spirit, or in some translations, quench the spirit, as if he's a flame that we're dousing with uh, our lives. This can be quite confusing, but a good way to think about this is, imagine you're living in a house with the Holy Spirit. Now, in your home or um, with your family, do you have perfect communication? I, I know I don't have perfect communication with Abby, um, but we're learning, and we're learning to communicate together. That's not because the Holy Spirit is imperfect, but because we're imperfect, and we find it um, difficult to hear what he has to say to us, even though he's living in our house. 
if, uh, if your child or, um, or you do something wrong in your house, is it the other person who distances themselves from you or do you distance yourself from the other person? A lot of the time when I did something wrong at home when I was small, I would run away into a corner and hid from my parents. And that's kind of like it is when we grieve the Holy Spirit. When we do something wrong, we hide ourselves away from him. And we turn our backs on him and we lose focus on him. But God says, don't do that. Don't quench the Holy Spirit. Even when you do something wrong, come back to him and say, um, welcome again that he is in your heart and that he's in your house. You know, theologically, we, a lot of the times we would say, come Holy Spirit. And that's not wrong. That's not wrong to say for the Holy Spirit to come in a new and, and wonderful way. But actually the Holy Spirit is with you here and now. A lot of the times that is actually just for us to recognize that he is already here. When we say, come Holy Spirit, we say, Holy Spirit, help me to know that you're already here. And in your homes right now, the Holy Spirit is with you just as much as he would be with you in this building. Number nine, do not despise what, when people say, I think that God is saying this, some, this thing for you. Don't despise prophecies, but test them. You know, this is a really great opportunity to share what God is saying to you for other people. And yes, we should test these things against scripture, against what we know of God, but it's a wonderful opportunity to encourage each other and say, I think God is saying this about you, for you, and to you. So let's listen to God's word and to his will for other people as well as each other. And number 10, abstain from evil. You know, this is a great opportunity to put off the, the dark things and to put on light, to put on good things. A good example of abstaining from evil, maybe not, let's not hoard things and panic buy right now when lots of people are in need of essential items. Let's share instead. I guess I have some um, other things to consider here, some really practical examples of what we could be doing right now, and some of these might challenge you. Um, to, to act in our current situation. For example, let's offer neighbors and friends that we go collect their, their um, shopping for them. Get a list from them, go collect your shopping and theirs as well and leave it at their door. Maybe offer to get a prescription for someone or say to someone who's isolated, I'm gonna phone you every day to see how you're doing. And maybe don't say to everybody that you're gonna phone them, but say to a few people, I'm gonna phone you every day and see how you're getting on. If there's anything I can do, let me know. You know, this is a unprecedented opportunity for us to pray and specifically to pray for the lost. People are now considering their mortality than they've, when they've never considered it before. So let's pray that people will come to know Jesus during this time. This is a really great chance for us to spend time with God ourselves. You might get a lot more free time than you've had in a long time. Let's use that and spend time in God's beautiful and peaceful presence. And maybe this is a great opportunity for you to spend time praying as a family, to put in a, a moment every day where you say, we're going to pray together, and we're gonna worship together, and we're gonna talk to God as a family. We're even gonna read his word together, or watch some videos together of sermons or, or talks, but let's, let's meet with God together. You know, me and Abby, we've made a, a, a commitment to, to worship together every night. So we'll sit in, on the piano or the guitar 
and we'll just praise God. And it's been a real blessing so far. This is a, ch an, a chance for us to practice being in God's presence. In my life, I'm inclined to hold a lot back from God. But if I knew that, that God is with me completely like he is today, I would live my life very differently and I want to live my life very differently in light of that truth. We need to live lives differently because we know that God is with us. And because of that, he will give us his confidence. He will give us a, an opportunity to be obedient and we will, he will give us new courage as we trust that he will be with us. Let's pray together. And maybe in your homes, let's just be quiet for a minute and invite the Holy Spirit to come and be with us. As we say, come Holy Spirit. Lord, open our eyes to see that you are here with us. Thank you that you have promised to never leave or forsake us. That you've promised to guide and protect us and to uphold us with your righteous right hand. Help us at this time to hear what you are asking us to do. How we can help those around us and those most in need. And help us to use this time for your glory and for your kingdom. Amen. Amen. Mark, thank you. We're going to continue in prayer now. Let's pray together. And we're going to pray using this special prayer, the collect for this, the fourth Sunday in Lent. Lord God, whose blessed Son, our Savior, gave his back to the smiters and did not hide his face from shame. Give us grace to endure the sufferings of this present time with sure confidence in the glory that shall be revealed through Jesus Christ, our Lord. And loving Father, we pray that through Christ the healer, that you would alleviate suffering from COVID-19 in Ireland and across the world. We pray for all who reach out to those who mourn the loss of each and every person who has died as a result of contracting the disease. Give wisdom to policymakers, skill to healthcare professionals and researchers, comfort to everyone in distress, those who are isolated, and a sense of calm to us all in these days of uncertainty and distress. This we ask in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, who showed compassion to the outcast, acceptance to the rejected, and love to those to whom no love was shown. And now we gather all our prayers in one as the family of God in the prayer that Jesus taught us, his disciples, our Father. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. 
Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. Amen. Mark's now going to lead us in a song of worship. You may want to stand um, and sing this in your home. You may want to sit and just listen, um, but please um, join in this song as you feel led. Be still for the presence of the Lord. The Holy One is here. Come bow before Him now with reverence and fear. In Him no sin is found. Stand on holy ground Be still for the presence of the Lord The Holy One is here Be still for the glory of the Lord Is shining all around holy fire with splendor he is crowned how awesome is the sight our radiant king of light be still for the glory of the shining all around be still for the power of the Lord is moving in this place he comes to cleanse and heal to minister his grace no work too hard for him in faith receive from him be still for the power of the Lord is moving in this Mark, thanks.
so we really hope you'll join us again next Sunday. Thank you so much for uh, joining us today. Uh, next Sunday, the 29th of March, and please remember that in the early hours of next Sunday morning, the clocks will spring forward one hour. And we're looking forward, we hope, to having Donna Jennings from Evangelical Alliance joining us as our preacher next Sunday morning. Let's pray together. May God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. The one who calls you is faithful, and he will do it. Go in peace to love and to serve the Lord. In the name of Christ, amen.